Section fifty one, volume three, chapter seventeen of Mrs. Armitage or Female Domination by Mrs. Gore. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Helen Taylor. Chapter seventeen. She shall think, though he divide the realm and give her half, it is too little, helping him to all. Shakespeare arthur armytage has already been admitted a disrespecter of hours and conventions it will therefore excite little surprise that he should be found by the bedside of dr grant at two o'clock in the morning following this memorable night how soundly you sleep my dear doctor he exclaimed drawing aside the curtains with an unsteady hand you did not hear me enter the house or the room although i was obliged to make some disturbance to rouse up your servant and here have i been sitting by your side this half hour or more have you said the doctor rubbing his eyes when did you arrive from town how came you to my bedroom and what is the matter i will tell you when you are quite awake what health and what a conscience you must have to sleep so soundly my dear arthur you seem in a very incoherent mood you almost alarm me and so i ought my dear doctor i am the most miserable man in the world i have this night given a death-blow to my mother i am wide awake now cried dr grant starting up and hastily throwing on his dressing-gown explain yourself arthur what have you been about what has occurred at holywell it is a long story some time will be required to put you in possession of all the particulars but a few words may serve to claim your assistance know then that for many months i have been in possession of a will of my grandfather maudsley bequeathing me his whole fortune and estates from the first it was my intention to leave my mother undisturbed possession of holywell for her life and to suppress the will for her sake but having arrived here to-day with my mind embittered against her by the recently acquired knowledge that her refusal of rainsford's proposals for my sister was the sole cause of poor sophia's untimely end i was at length driven to distraction by the cruelty of her unauthorised accusations against my wife she ended in short with dismissing us in the most ignominious manner from holywell and i frantically and inexcusably replied by acquainting her with the truth that i alone am master of the house each of us in turn overpowered by violence of temper my dear doctor i shall never forgive myself i can scarcely understand all this exclaimed his astonished companion am i dreaming arthur or are you your mother no longer mistress of holywell my grandfather's will assigns her a jointure of two thousand a year nothing further can i see the will it is at present deposited at greta castle and there heaven knows i could wish it to remain doctor you must dress and come with me to holywell and aid me in persuading my mother to forget the disclosures i have made the circumstances are still a secret to all the world can easily remain so it would kill my mother to be forced to the resignation of her rights for heaven's sake help me to overcome her scruples and persuade her to retain a life right in the property but you say she has no right 
no right but i am willing to concede everything to make any sacrifice so you thought before yet you see the first ebullition of temper shook you from your purpose but henceforward i shall be doubly warned against my own intemperance besides it will be impossible for her to conduct herself a second time with such injurious harshness towards my wife do persuade her to let all that has passed be forgotten do not require impossibilities you must be certain that the fact will never for a single moment be absent from the mind of mrs armytage not if she find marian and myself more respectful more submissive than ever in our demeanour towards her she will always fancy you are acting a part and subduing your own feelings in deference to hers and if we were your conduct might be urged by the best motives but you would stand relatively to each other in a false position and could never feel at ease i should decidedly advise mrs armytage for discretion as well as conscience sake to resign holywell at once to the rightful possessor my dear doctor how can you argue so coldly on the subject have you not just assured me that all this mischief has been produced by over-warmth true but when an opportunity for a generous resolution a noble action presents itself to tell you the truth arthur i have no great opinion of overstrained magnanimity the vulgar proverb tells us and all good proverbs must be vulgar that we should be just before we are generous now i admit that in the abstract you have as much right to dispose of your property in favour of your mother as mr maudsley in favour of his grandson but you are a married man marian has been secretly but firmly the abettor of all my plans you know not how to appreciate the noble disinterestedness of marian and you are a father persisted dr grant without noticing his interruption yours therefore are vested rights in ceding them you commit an injury against your wife and children which i cannot commend your grandfather assigned you no discretion on the subject he bequeathed holywell to you and to your heirs and to all intents and purposes yours and theirs it is and must remain you cannot trifle with their rights in short you will not stand my friend i would stand your friend in the best sense of the word not by coinciding with your caprice but this is too important an affair for me to advise so singly you say lord rotherham is in possession of the will is he also in possession of the contents not in the slightest degree i committed the document to his charge as one of great moment without explanation of its nature i was afraid he might judge it necessary to insist on the fulfilment of my grandfather's intentions there you were absolutely afraid of referring yourself to the judgment of your father's friend you knew he would give it against you yet you will admit that mrs armytage has no stauncher partisan than lord rotherham you will allow too that he is one of the most equitable men in the kingdom i do i do but this is no question of equity it is one of mere personal inclination 
if i and my wife derive higher satisfaction from leaving my mother in possession of holywell than from taking possession of it ourselves every question is more or less a question of equity said dr grant even to the tenants on the estate you owe it that they should be subjected to the control of their lawful landlord the very leases signed by mrs armytage are null and void and you as being cognizant of the fact make yourself a party to the fraud even with regard to the satisfaction you suppose yourself to derive from your act of self-abnegation answer me truly arthur whether a week have passed since your discovery of your grandfather's will without your having felt aggrieved by some act of authority on the part of your mother which for the first time you were inclined to resent as an act of injustice arthur did not answer but after all cried he resuming his former position since it is my heartfelt desire and marian's that things should remain as they are surely you can have no hesitation in aiding me with your influence i have i will not stir in the business without the coalition of our friend lord rotherham in matters merely temporal he is a better counsellor than myself let us go together to greta castle and take his advice we shall lose time in the state of mind in which my mother parted from me last night it would not at all surprise me if she were to quit holywell in the morning which must be my excuse for intruding upon you at this unreasonable hour we can start at daybreak before daybreak if you will so as to see lord rotherham at the earliest hour and be back before your mother's usual time of rising do not return home sleep and breakfast here and i will drive you over in my gig so that no stir need be made in the family mrs armytage will not even discover your absence could we not set off immediately no no submit to being guided like a reasonable being or the surmises of half the country will be excited before you know what you are about arthur saw that it was vain to resist at dr grant's suggestion therefore he lay down on a sofa though not to rest and before six o'clock was again by the doctor's bedside imploring him and this time successfully to rise and be off the clock was striking seven when they entered the courtyard of greta castle and startled a yawning stable-boy or two with their premature visitation the name and authority however of two such neighbours as the vicar and heir-apparent of holywell the one a member of the quorum the other of the high court of parliament availed to procure them admittance at their own request they were installed in lord rotherham's dressing-room and his lordship apprised of their arrival on his appearance dr grant insisted upon taking upon himself the exposition of the affair for he saw that arthur was too much excited to be particularly luminous or coherent and after the first effusions of lord rotherham's astonishment mingled at once with regret and satisfaction the packet was produced from the strong closet the seals broken the deed examined verified and read aloud by dr grant not a doubt as to its validity arose in the minds of any of the party and lord rotherham heartily shook hands with arthur 
he found no words to congratulate him on his accession to the estate of his ancestors but many to express his admiration of the disinterested conduct of his young friend do not praise him too much cried dr grant interrupting the eulogium or you will confirm him in an act of quixotism in my opinion uncalled for and unlawful and rather to the regret than surprise of arthur dr grant's view of the case was fully seconded by that of lord rotherham the latter indeed had been at all times dissatisfied with the social position assigned to young arthur the son of the friend of his youth while venerating the better qualities of mrs armytage he wholly disapproved her mode of dealing with her children as well as the unlimited authority with which she had been invested by their father and grandfather the codicil of mr maudsley's will tallied with his ideas of family justice and very earnestly did he recommend that the law should be permitted to take its course modified by every concession of liberality and courtesy towards her who had so long and so ably legislated the estate of holywell double your mother's jointure if you will invite her to make holywell her life residence and for yourself seek out another was his lordship's concluding exhortation but do not deceive yourselves or the world this codicil or will for will it is to all intents and purposes must be proved and registered the great age of hardywood the only surviving witness who as having superscribed both mr maudsley's wills and probably various other legal instruments cannot be supposed to have been aware of their contents or interested in the suppression of this renders it necessary that no time should be lost i will myself undertake the explanation and negotiation of the affair with mrs armytage rather a thousand times my dear lord cried arthur undertake for me a proposal that all shall remain as it has been the time for suppression of the will is past said dr grant gravely once aware of its existence i am much mistaken if all the oratory all the arguments in the world would induce mrs armytage to connive in its concealment much as she may cling to the conservation of her rights deeply as her pride may be wounded by the notion of derogation she will never consent to retain her crown and sceptre by unworthy means she has as much generosity i am wrong as much disinterestedness of nature as yourself i know it was arthur's desponding reply nevertheless as lord rotherham is so good as to consent to negotiate for me it is surely unnecessary for him to suggest motives of refusal he may make my proposals in the strongest and most urgent terms and leave me some chance for the result i will execute your commission but without either expecting or desiring success observed lord rotherham and immediately cried the impatient armytage immediately if you would consent to dress at once and drive over to breakfast at holywell i am convinced my mother will not remain in the house an hour longer than she can avoid and if once she quits it well well away with you and grant me at least shaving time said lord rotherham ringing for his servant 
expect me at holywell in an hour but although his friendly promise was fulfilled he discerned by the mortified countenance with which arthur came to quit him in the hall that it was fulfilled in vain even previously to his own arrival in company with dr grant his mother had quitted the house nay the very carriage in which she had set off for thoroton was already returned and with intelligence that at the blue boar mrs armytage had entered a chaise and four and taken the wolverfield and as it was supposed the london road she seemed resolved to give all possible publicity to her proceedings and whither was she really gone the little council so warmly disposed in her favour deliberated in vain as to the best mode of overtaking or befriending her her son became almost frantic with vexation and remorse on learning that previously to quitting the house she had assembled the establishment in the hall apprised them that she was compelled to quit her native roof and taken a solemn leave of the family the results too of her harangue soon became apparent even before lord rotherham quitted the house on his return to greta castle the united members of the household came in a body to arthur to request their dismissal and red eyes and heavy footsteps attested the sincerity of the grief with which they had witnessed the abdication of their austere but justice-dealing mistress the new master of holywell seemed likely to be left alone beside the solitary hearth where all his household gods lay shattered round him with no menial allegiance at his immediate disposal save that of mademoiselle celestine and mouton the poodle end of volume three chapter seventeen